Welcome to Wrestling And. Thanks so much for joining us, guys. It's uh, been a little bit, a couple weeks here. And this week, we are talking about Wrestling And Forbidden Door 2023. It's happened. It's in the books. It's done. Um, we were here for it last year, and we're here to watch it this year. And of course, I'm talking about myself, John Ensman, at John Ensman, and the wonderful co-host at In-Ring Art, Justin. Justin, how is it in California? Hot? Um, not too bad. It, uh, it's supposed to get hot this weekend, but uh, we were in the mid-70s this weekend. Ooh, that sounds so, good. Yeah, nice, nice. I'd, I I'd love to got. go to the beach in the mid-70s. Oh, hell yeah. Um, let's see. Here, I'll give you the weather real quick because I'm kind of curious myself. What am I dealing it's, it's with? It's been this like week? 85 here all week, Justin. Yeah, you guys have a very similar summer to what we do, except for it doesn't get as hot. But real nice nighttime. Yeah. No, it gets hot. We get into the 90s uh, once in a while, but you know, 75, you... 75, 75, 77, 80, 84. That's what we got for the week. 85 on 84 and 85 on the weekend. So yeah, you guys we're just have that perfect weather, man. But hey, I know you guys get your own heat waves too. Oh yeah, definitely. And they get pretty bad. Um, I know Texas right now is dealing with, or, or at least last week they were dealing with a heat wave, and then they just rolled back the laws for uh, workers getting water breaks, which is like, why? Well, why would you do like that? A different country. Yeah, they're just. Why would you bad. do that? Yeah. <laughs> um. So that that was kind of funny. At least they still flavored tobacco there, so I I respect that. But uh, anyways, yeah, man. Um. Last time we talked, we talked about a bunch of stuff. Today, we're going to talk about Forbidden Door. But before we get into that, and just real quick, I thought it was a pretty damn good show. It was. Yeah. Very I much. did not think it was as good as last year's because last year's, like, every match was amazing. But uh, this one, I feel, had a, some real great stuff on it. And we were. Yeah. Were... Last year, it was more of the under promise, over deliver. I think we were all just surprised by how great last year's show was because of the injuries and how it really didn't look oh, yeah, that great on paper. Because Punk was out, Danielson was out last year. Yeah. It was one of those things where it's like the main event wasn't the best in the world, but all the matches combined were all just added up. There was no bad match. There was the no average card was match. great. Yeah, and um, you know, Hiromu got COVID. There was like a bunch of yeah. kind of things that happened. Which we didn't um, have this year. Everyone's back except Adam Cole. Who Adam Cole got Ill. sick, and we missed that. And Tom Lawler. I wonder what what because uh, that show was pretty long without it. Uh, oh, what well, did they, they substitute they gave, for it? You know, they gave their guys their minutes. You, they you know, just gave like, everyone what did a they, little more time. Yeah, what did they get? You know, I don't know that some of the that Will Osprey match was fairly long, but you'd figure yeah, they had that good. time um, yeah. set out already. It was probably like a forty minute match or something like that. But yeah, I have wait, to go wait. back and look at the time. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to get into that. Um, but Justin recently got to go to a, I, a company I've never I've never seen, and I'm kind of afraid to go to watch them, but only because <laughs> when they come to Colorado, Justin, they don't they don't have their California group of people that come to Colorado. Oh, really? Well, they, yeah, you're not getting they, Nick Gage and all that stuff in Colorado. Really? Um, hmm. Yeah, so. He went to see GCW at, uh, did you see it at the uh, Ukrainian? Yes, sir. Yes. Um, you can tell from the stage, huh? You can just see it. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's Ukrainian colors and it's it's a lot smaller when you're there, obviously, but it's a it's a cool little building. Definitely more room than, you know, PWG, uh, especially at Reseda. Um, well, it's kind of become uh, the indie place. I mean, has it always been or is this in the last 
so many years that that uh, the Ukraine has become such a popular wrestling spot for indie. <coughs> Just basically with GCW, um, kind of. St- st- I, 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 I New Japan's you know. strong though. I could be wrong. No, I don't think New Japan ever did anything with the Ukrainian. Mm. Maybe with those. Okay. Uh, sh- they've always they always used like that Hollywood Vermont. Um, which yeah, is yeah. I'm sorry, I'm getting them mixed up. But I'm which getting them mixed up. don't I mean? It, it ironically, they're probably about a mile apart from each other, if not less, like a couple blocks away from each other. Okay. Um, one's like a nightclub. With, with the Hollywood Vermont is like a nightclub. Yeah. And the Ukrainian Cultural Center is like just like a Ukrainian cultural center, I guess. I don't know. They have. <laughs> I don't know what other like, kind of events like, they have there, but it's it's like one of those know. lodges. Like they do, Kinda, all sorts yeah. Of stuff. We have we have a DMV right down the street here, you know, and they do bingo there on there Sundays. Yeah. Um, but actually, one of my favorite podcasts, H three, last year they did their live show at the Vermont Hollywood, and yeah. this year on Friday they had to move it up, so they did it at the Ace. Uh, that's a hotel downtown, something like is that's that. Like a, some theater in a hotel downtown. I think. The Ace Theater or something. Yeah, yeah. Which they don't do wrestling there, but. Um, yeah, so anyways, you like, went to... Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I think, like, uh, when uh, Bruce and Conrad did an episode of something to wrestle with down there at one point, the ace sounds familiar. Yeah, and I think, I think in, uh, when I went to LA, I, I, I could be wrong, but I think um, Paul Heyman did a thing, a that theater, sense, yeah. theater show. You know, the classic, he does those, like, he only does those with, like, one or two companies, but the classic video of him talking about uh, Chris Benoit, you remember that one? Right, right. Well, he has those, like, kind of Q&As or something like that, right? Yeah. With the host. And, yeah. and uh, oddly enough, we'll talk about Chris Benoit later. But first, hmm. uh, GCW, when did you go? Was this Wednesday? Thursday? It was uh, Saturday. It was a week oh, ago this was Saturday. last week. Last week. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, okay, because I was watching Collision, and... Yeah. So I was able, yeah, it was during the night of collision. So I was able to get some tickets through trading some drawings, which is awesome. And I decided to bring some of my drawings to try and get signed. Uh, and um, was successful. Um, I got Joey Janela and Zack Sabre Jr. to sign my drawings. Oh, yeah, you took a pick with Zack. And Z- yeah, I took a pick with Zack. It was very cool. Oh, um, yeah. And he looked happy too. So did you. I, I was happy he was cool. I mean, you got uh, some good Zach pictures, and and Zach, Zach, yeah. you know, he is a cool guy. He is, and like so after the show, I was like, okay, I'm gonna see if I can find some people, and um, I was kind of gonna get. I was I saw Zach kind of roam. He came out from backstage to go in, to go to the bar to get a couple beers, probably mm-hmm. after his match. He had a match with uh, Nick Gage. And I don't think he, he drinks took, beer necessarily, but oh yeah, you know. he had a bunch of beer he took back with I, him. I thought he was like gluten free, bro. No, he's. I know he's vegan, but that's oh, so he gluten. he drinks beer. I thought he drank like vodka and soda or something. Would be I don't my know. guess, but oh, he's British uh, though. He is British. Yeah. So, so um, you know, <clears throat> I got Zach. Uh, I saw Zach talking to some guy, saying, "Oh, I'm just gonna get a drink. I'll be right back." And he went up to the bar and he came back a few minutes later, walking down. Uh, a ramp in there and I said hey could you sign my drawing he's like did you draw this and he you know I can't do his I'm not even trying to do his British accent but he uh hey, you he's, did, oh, cool. did you draw this yeah 
and he he signed it for me and I'm like can I get a picture he's like, ah, of course and you know he's a really cool guy and all that he's like hey thanks and all that and then by the time I turned around there was a huge line behind me to kind of meet and greet with him and you know as I was kind of roaming around the room afterwards he was just chatting up everyone in that line and he accommodated everyone he's really cool that's awesome because um, I I, I kind of think he doesn't come out to the states too often so you know little he's been on a tour over the last month um so yeah. I think he's been here in between here and Japan but yeah I mean, now yeah. with AEW and GCW, he can do tours in the States, um, which but in, is, in yeah, terms of doing indies out doing. here, he's not doing a ton of indies out yeah. here, uh, you know. Yeah, GCW, but but again, he's there for the month, so I'm, yeah. I'm guessing he's probably, maybe, you think he might be based in LA? I don't Um, I think he probably just floats around. Okay, and just stays I in mean, hotels and stuff. Yeah. And, uh, but, yeah, but I mean, he's been there for a month, so he's probably trying to pick up some money, get all the dates well, he can. Yeah, until the G1. Um, and he's a big money guy, too. I mean, as in, uh, you got to pay him <laughs> to get him on the show. Right. So, I mean, and especially Nick Gage. I wouldn't expect him in a match with Nick Gage. And he did take some thumbtacks. No so was pizza that cutter. Was that, was that Nick Gage in versus him, or was it a Yeah, tag? yeah. No, oh, it was wow. one-on-one match. And it was it was actually really good. And uh, Nick Gage was showing a little uh, wrestling, uh, you know, uh, technique himself so was uh, this a nick gage match or was it a, a zsj match or was it somewhere in between it was more i would say an uh, a zach saber match in a way yeah, with the tech but it did techers. have some spots like you know zach took a pile driver on a row of chairs wow. that was set up in the ring I, I can send you the video clip of that he took some thumbtacks even um he went through a door damn um, so Zach went up there and, you know, he did some stuff for him for sure. And then he did the whole kind of Okada roll to, uh, or with Zach when he folds his arms and does that pain. Yeah. Where, where he, he balances on his head. Yeah. And he did some like, you know, he said a nice roll, little, is it not? I think something like that. Yeah. And, uh, then he just gave a nice speech about how he, you know, appreciates Nick Gage and all that. And, you know, total baby nice face little, or was yeah. he being a dick? No, he's he being was a baby face. Okay. And he, you know, he's gave nick gage a hug and all that and showed his appreciation for him so um it was really awesome uh justin we have all these wrestlers that are are heels that are actually dicks in real life and uh that is a for sure thing i mean there are certain people um that seem like they are heels and that they are naturally you know they're naturally you know charlotte flair comes to mind as in She's never very, really good at playing babyface, but Zach, um, I've seen like training videos of him, old training videos and stuff, and seems like a really chill guy, very cool person. Um, he's just great at being a dick too. That's just, he's just good at that too, you know. You know, he didn't even have any merch to sell because I totally would have bought a shirt or something for him. And that's a guy who, being at something like GCW, he has every right just to do his match and get out of town if he wants go back to the hotel or whatever he doesn't have to meet and greet anyone true um and yeah. not every wrestler came out afterwards i, I joey janela i kind of got him walking by and he signed it for me real quick and he seemed a little busy i didn't really want to bother him for a picture yeah um, just one of those okay cool 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 let's get this over <clears throat> yeah and effie was had a little thing and he's the one drawing i forgot was effie's ah oh well but then there was the two japanese girls uh maki ito and rina yamashita had yeah. like a line for their stuff. I was going to ask them. I should have had my wife text me something to say to them, but I think she might have 
been asleep at, you know, it was getting late and I should have texted her just to ask her, like, can you just write something so I could show them to sign my drawings? Because I didn't want to go all that line and try and explain it were to them and not pay popular? them $20. Were they very popular? Yeah, they had a pretty decent line um, yeah. and they were standing next to each other. Did they wrestle each other? Yes. And how was that? Awesome. Um, uh, it was, and I'm, uh, Ito obviously being the big favorite for GCW, right? Yeah, and she took a beating. She lost? She lost. She took an absolute yeah. beating, but she got the pizza cutter and Rena bled like crazy. Really? Yeah. Well, it's Yamashita is the, the big baby face, and, uh, but Ito is, uh, she's kind of be, kind of become famous in GCW in a way, this American, well, you know, in, she always, she always had that. You could tell she was a little bit cut of a different cloth than many Japanese wrestlers. We'll just put it that way. No, she came out to, you know, Nick Gage comes out to For Whom the Bell Tolls. So was she saying that. fuck you and flipping your oh, eyes yeah. off and eat yeah. my ass? And... I don't know if she was saying that, but, um, okay. you know, I'll send you, I got to send you a bunch of video clips because it was, it was pretty fun. Um, yeah, and really a little fun more show. In- intimate. Uh, how were your seats? Every seat's good there, right? They were standing room only, but we stood basically right behind all the, the chairs and all that. Um, I've never been to a show standing room only. I don't know if I could do it. I, I guess it's fine, right? I work for eight hours a day, ten hours a day. Yeah, you can so, handle it. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it was a really good show. It was worth it. And those, uh, you know, we saw like guys like Jack Cartwheel and uh, yeah, how, how you know, is Kevin he Knight was right on now? the show. Because um, yeah, he's been around for stuff. years, Jack Cartwheel, but and he's doing Mexico. I mean, but he's yeah. so young, um, you know, you could see him as maybe a future AEW guy. Is he looking that, good still? Yeah, I think so. He lo- he looks like he could be, a, he's really, he's probably about 5'5", five, five maybe. Okay, real small guy. Now, he is yeah. a high flyer, right? Like, Yeah, he looks like a gymnast, like a male gymnast. I think that was his gimmick. Oh, the body, the body type. Yeah. Yeah. I have a lot um, of friends that were gymnasts, and yeah, they're all... 5'8". Like, Janelle once they got 5'9", they were too tall. Uh, here, I'll send you the clip of that. Joey Janelle and this really tall girl he teamed with that I have never... I didn't think I heard of before. You've never heard of her? Um, and uh, there was uh, that guy, that Michael Jackson wrestler that Santana Jackson oh, he was, was on there. the card. Oh, yeah, it wasn't, wasn't advertised. He's, um, he's funny, though, right? I mean... Yeah, they did, like, a thriller thing where he was... And then he what did fun. they have? The pizza wrestler guy that, that throws no, up he the wasn't pizza there. dough? And yeah, I know who you're talking about, but he was not on the card. That guy that guy really... He was like the New Japan rap. Like, he lasted for fucking ten minutes and then disappeared, you know? <sighs> I still see him uh, here and there, but... Uh, there, there were some other stuff issues, too, though. But, uh, no, I'm not going to get into. But okay, GCW is definitely that mixture between... PWG and what like kind of bar wrestling was. Yeah. Oh, I saw that pile driver onto the uh, the chairs. chairs. Yeah. Yeah. Woo. That's pretty badass, dude. Well, there you go, man. Zach is uh, doing this U.S. run. He's he's been, you know, he he's been feuding with Samoa Joe, which is crazy. Um, in ROH and. Uh, I don't know if they had that match or if they're going to. We should probably uh, check on that. But And we'll talk about it in a bit. But, man, I'd love to see him and Orange Cassidy one-on-one, too. Oh, I'd love to see that. Uh, that was pretty great. So, all right. Now, I'm just going to tell you what I watched. I watched the main show minus two matches. Okay? Okay. okay. What did you watch? Did you watch the pre-show? I watched pretty much everything. 
um, minus the women's match because I just had to take my dog out. And, and I hate to say it because I love both those women, but like this was such a nonstop show that it's like <sighs> I had to make some kind of you well, know, you know what? It was I I caught the end of it. Like, but the thing is, is that like it was just the placement on the show because I kind of they wanted it, it to be a breather match, though. Yeah, the way it was placed, it was like the third to last match. I didn't want to miss any of those two matches, so no. it just—it was the sacrificial lamb by the way they booked it. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah. No disrespect to the women. I love Willow; she's awesome. Um, and uh, I like Tony Storm too. So let's see if you saw this match. Did you? See- oh, and I wanted to say something to you real quick. Uh, you, you, we talk about uh, Zack Saber doing this match with uh, Nick Gage, right? Yeah. I mean, you look at um, Swerve Strickland, for example, and there, the, I, I, I don't remember if it's the Vice documentary, Dark Side of the Ring, but there's a thing of Swerve doing hardcore ma- a hardcore match, and the whole story is like, they're like, why are you doing this hardcore match? And he's like, I want to be the best wrestler. I have to learn hardcore style. I have to learn hmm. comedy style. You know what I mean? Like, knowing every style, which is something we see someone like Omega, you know, do. And, uh, you know, learning every style is not a bad thing. Well, it's like, uh, you know, a good actor, right? Yeah. Doing comedic stuff like Robin Williams, let's say, right? Or he could do serious roles and comedic roles, both prolifically, right? Oh, yeah. You don't want to typecast yourself, right? Yeah, so I was thinking of uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Because, I mean, he plays a special education student at one time. Yeah. Then he plays this comedic uh you know wolf of wall street this bastard and you know he plays the heartthrob all this stuff but yes like yeah. robin williams and you have to be able it's range right it's range yeah so, it, it just entitles you it enables yourself to get more work for certain things oh yeah right? so. oh yeah you can work with anybody fuck yeah kind of like uh i like some of the wrestlers we saw tonight um so swerve brian cage the gates of agony there's all these AEW guys i don't pay attention to um Besides Swerve. Um, they beat Rocky Romero, Chuck Taylor, Trent Beretta, and El Desperado. Did you watch that? I was kind of half paying attention, half not. I think I was prepping some dinner at that time. Well, uh, um, Swerve and all the guys won. Um, they beat... Uh, it's weird because you get Trent Beretta, Chuck Taylor, and Rocky Romero of Chaos, and then you put in El Desperado from Just Five Guys. I'm not sure why... That happened. Just something to get El Desperado on the show, I think. Well, yeah, because he was doing commentary, right? He was doing commentary. So. Yeah, just get him And out he's there about and to he... have a match with Moxley. Mm-hmm. So, but Jun that's Kasai. in Japan, right? Yeah. That is in, that's July 4th, I believe. July that's, 3rd and 4th. That's, yeah, that's at Cork and Hall, that little strong show they're doing out there. Yeah, that, that should be fun, seeing the mm-hmm. uh, American strong guys go to Japan. It's kind of a full circle moment. I mean... Str- Sometimes we forget strong wouldn't exist without COVID, most likely, right? Like no, a, a thousand percent correct. Yeah, it's like, and what have we gotten from strong? A lot. We've gotten a lot from it, and uh, so I mean, I don't it's know. definitely not really a thing anymore. But um, the remnants still. There's a lot of people that got a shine. As in, and they don't have the show anymore. No, I don't think so. Shows no, but gone, the, isn't it? no, but they just had tryouts a little while ago. Do they have a whole new crop of uh, young lions that are working right now? Right, but I don't think they did like a young lion showcase a couple weeks ago or whatever. Oh, okay, yeah, I don't think that <clears throat> but I don't Friday necessarily... night show or Thursday night show is out anymore. 
Yeah, that's what I mean. They're not and doing Shibata, the show anymore. Shibata quit. Did so. he quit the dojo? Right. Yeah, he's been out of the dojo for months. He's he's an independent wrestler now, dude. He, he's he's not part of New Japan anymore, which is kind of crazy. I just think they don't want to pay the insurance. Yeah, they they probably don't want him to wrestle. And uh, as you can see tonight, they they his his other people are taking care of him, and I think he wants to wrestle with that being uh, the thing. Um, we had Athena versus Billy Starks. Did not see it. People said it was very good. Athena continues to be good um, in ROH. Um, we'll see where she goes from there because she's really good in Ring of Honor. So I don't know what else to say. I didn't see this match. They I don't really even know Billy Starks. Billy Starks is like kind of the Nick Wayne, right? Like they're both she's fresh high school graduates. Yeah. Yeah. See, I think ah, when I think of phone. the young wrestler, I think of uh, Roxanne Perez, like the little girl. Right. Yeah. No, this is actually a pretty fun match. Um, yeah, Athena is pretty well suited to to do what you know, hold up that Ring of Honor title and everything like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because you kind of forget they have two technically room to have two women's divisions now. I guess with AEW and Ring of Honor. No, we have the TBS belt too and all that stuff. So that's true. Um, yeah. Which was not defended they, tonight. Um, I, I mean, he, their booking has been hot and cold with their women's. That, yeah. But uh, they definitely do have the, uh, for not having tag titles like WWE has, they definitely have a lot of space for for women to thrive there. They do. They do. And a lot of stuff is going to take time to build up because you need those organic growths, almost like with, with what happened to... Uh, uh, Jamie Hayter, where you know fans started right. loving her, and now we're seeing it with Willow, where I, it's I, just I, people I, just love her. And honestly, I haven't been a weekly AEW watcher for a long time. Um, I just watch. Not, I watch the the. I listen to the rundowns and then watch stuff that is interesting sounding. You know, right, right. But you know, I haven't been maybe a little bit here and there, but. I just don't have the time, and it's a little bit of an effort to get it going. No, um, but 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 yeah. you're not out of the loop because I will tell you if any, <laughs> anything crazy happens. Right, right, right. But for something me to observe and have an you know an actual thought that uh, you know isn't secondhand, uh, you uh, know, well, but I, I don't mean, have it all the time. If you're not there. watching AEW every week, you're sure as hell not watching Ring of Honor every week. That's for damn sure. Oh no, no. So. Like, how do you have to have the the their... uh, Honor Club? Really. Yeah, okay. I've watched. I've watched it a couple times. You know what, dude? It's actually good. It's kind of like dark or dark elevation, right. where you don't even think about it, nor do you feel like watching it. But if you do, you're like, oh, actually, those are pretty good match. You know what I mean? But, oh yeah, uh, like, it's I not important. It's not important. And if a wrestling fan doesn't feel like something's important, they're not going to watch it. No, I think it just basically now is taking the place of dark, and you know, Tony yeah. is providing more independent wrestlers work good for him which is cool because we see uh i mean that pay-per-view i went to was incredible actually and right, we yeah. see uh people like claudio having championships which i absolutely love he should be and champion it, for a long time and it lets them it's it's actually kind of brilliant because they can they seem to be able to pick um to piggyback off of any big wwe weekend by just coming in there as ring of honor right well, yeah, I mean, I know that, like, 
AEW has never wanted to piggyback, but I guess it's in, since it's Ring of Honor, it's okay. But yeah, uh, I think one of them, Cody's uh, biggest things was never piggyback ever. So right, but I it, they it seems like they're you're almost have to. Yeah, and they can throw. Yeah, and it just gives them a chance to kind of spread out a little bit more, and you know why not. Well, I mean, even WrestleMania weekend, some people thought that LV Kingo and Commander match was one of the best uh, matches the whole weekend. And, and you know, I saw yeah. I saw Kingston versus Claudio, and that was just that match will live in my head forever. Um, which another thing we're going to get to later. So seems like they did Stu Grayson versus El Fantasmo. Um, so it was a good match. Um, ELP's awesome. Um, I don't know about Stu Grayson. Now, he's good, but I mean, you know he never it is? gets it's used. Given a well, he did leave for a while and come back, right? No, uh, no, no. I, I think he that left, guy just uh, straight up quit. Right? Let me ch- let me check. No, he left uh, AEW and then returned. I think right, at some point. Hmm. I don't know. I think there's the guy that you're talking about was the other guy from that group that is just oh Alan Angels. Gone. But yeah, I, Alan I think Angels. at some point at some point um, he's gone, Stu right? and I thought left. Maybe maybe he got. But it, you know, anyways, to get a couple Canadian boys on the card, that's fine. Um, mm, would have been cool. True. I mean, if yeah. Elfin Tasma was still in Bullet Club or had some type of group he was in or Hontai right now, but his whole thing is he's by himself. They probably would have got Evil Uno on there. <laughs> okay, I like it. Yeah. And that's the other thing. That's what whatever's going down with the Dark Order, which is, you know, we don't really know. It's not been fully explained or it's something from like an episode months ago. Dark Order is not as hot as they were. And so they've kind of been, uh, you know, pushed off to the side, especially because no, Johnny uh, Hungry. It, yeah, I know. He is awesome. What happened to him? I don't know. Did he get injured? I know he had some kind of injury at some point, but I think he ended up coming back. I feel like it was all about uh, Hangman Page, and when he left them, they got nothing left now, sadly. So um, Yeah, I guess the relevancy kind of started to slip a little bit. I yeah. mean, they became... They came into their own during the pandemic with being mm-hmm. on being the elite. and uh, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, Brody was great with them towards the end as well. I kind of kind of wish they could get a, a new leader that people would love. Fuck it, make Andrade the leader of the Dark Order. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> I don't even I'd know like how that. you can make that work, but well, yeah, we, give well, it a he shot. wears a skull mask, so you can start there. Um, yeah. Shingo, Hiromu, and Bushi defeated Kyle Fletcher, Jeff Cobb, and TJP. Ooh, that sounds pretty good. Also, that's a New Japan match, though. That, it was. That's what, Even my wife was saying, aren't those all New Japan guys? No, because Kyle Fletcher is signed with AEW. That's what I tried to explain to her. Is Kyle Fletcher is signed with them, but I said that but, they kind of use them on both shows because Jeff well, Cobb he, is, you know, on Kyle AEW. Kyle Fletcher has been almost on nothing but New Japan for the last year. Yeah, but, you know, um, Jeff Cobb does probably a good four or five episodes of... Uh, Dynamite. You, you remember when he was on Dynamite at the very beginning? Yeah, because they brought him out they with wanted Jericho. Him. Yeah, they, he was. Yep, they wanted him in the inner circle, but he said, "No, I, I'm going to work in New Japan another couple years." So yeah, I think that's when New Japan gave him an exclusive deal. <clears throat> they yeah. signed him, but um, now they're partners now. So I think you're going to see a lot more crossover with that. Anytime 
you know, the Western wrestlers come back to the States, um, whether it's, to, you know, to go home, they're going to do a little run with AEW, it seems like, or at least get a couple shows. Well, there's definitely a lot of favors being done between AEW and New Japan. I mean, as in, you know, getting this stuff working and not only that, but some of the booking decisions, which shocked me uh, that yeah, New Japan would I mean, let these people uh, lose. That's a huge amount of trust. See, that's where I don't know. But, you know, if I'm just looking s- straight on paper, it seems like uh, AEW gets a lot more out of it than New Japan does. But um, <clears throat> New Japan is trying to get back at that Western market that it was starting to really gain some popularity in, in, in what, 15, 16, 17, 18, in that range. Yeah. And um, I don't know how much money, you know, when they booked this building, is is New Japan putting up any type of equity yeah, or I, I, investment or rent or whatever for the night? Or is this all AEW? You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I don't know. Tony. I don't know how that works. You know, when New Japan goes against Noah, how does that work? I'll tell you this: it's probably most likely heavily AEW, as in right. AEW knows how to run Canadian market and American market, and I don't know I mean, what New Japan would do to get into the uh, Scotiabank Arena. I mean, I saw some people complaining about the placement of the card and all this shit, and the IWGP title being kind of bastardized. I'm like, this fuck isn't, all this, that. Exactly. This is an AEW show. I'm sorry, this was an AEW show. This was not a joint show. Um, it was a 75% AD, AEW produced, 25% uh, New Japan. I mean, let's and, be honest. I think AEW, and in fact, even WWE on some shows, is a little more advanced when it comes to booking nowadays. As in, we know that the final match does not have to be the championship match. It just has to be the hottest match. I mean, that's why we had a tag team match for uh, finals at multiple um, WWE events, you know? Right. Because we've we've learned over the years that it, it, it's it's not a rule that the uh, last match has to be the championship match. And AEW's changed that. And New Japan has not changed that, but they are slow to change. And they've changed a lot of things over the years. And I'm, I'll tell you, there might be a day when you might see the junior heavyweight be the main event. It is a possibility one day. It is, but I think it's more likely that you'll have like a, uh, you know, a special singles match that would eclipse. Yeah. It would have to be what we saw tonight. Um, well, it would have to if, be like one of the hottest matches in company history, but. But I do think they probably should have put on Omega and Osprey last. Uh, especially considering how it played out. Um, that probably yeah. would have been when the match rolled with last. It definitely had the most The um, crowd was a little crowd. tired by the time they got to the last match. <laughs> there was a lot of quieter moments, which kind of surprised me. Um, yeah, I mean, it ended with... Well, we'll, we'll get to that. What, what match was after? Uh, so uh, next, uh, it was MJF and Tanahashi. I'll talk about this real quick. Um, it was a very simple, heavily story-driven match. Yes. Tanahashi is moving very slow. He He's labored in his movement. He still can go, which is like... It's kind of weird. Like The dude moves like half the speed he did like seven years ago, but all his shit is still good. Um, I, that's what I was telling my wife. Like, the guy can barely walk, but somehow he gets up those ropes somehow. And he was having a hard he's time in the G1? I know. He oh, better, my he's, God, dude. He better be on a flight right after this. And 
I love the guy. Get into the, the cold the cold tub, then the hot tub, then yeah. the freaking chiropractor, have one on then the, the tank. plane on the way home. <laughs> yeah. And you know, don't get me wrong, like it was a really good match, and it was uh, Tana basically wrestled a Western style um, shenanigan match with AJ, MJF, and it was a really lot good. Of MJF had that in them tonight. And MJF is fantastic, and he did a great job, and um, perfect dance partner. He had his moments. He he sh- he had the visual pinfall and all that stuff, and MJF did needed the cheat to win. So it was basically. How'd, how'd you like the, uh, the the tweet that? Did you hear that commentary? Yes. That he, yes. That he goes a tweet. He just scheduled a tweet that said, yes. "I had I've already beat Tanahashi by this point. <laughs> Match was halfway done." It was like that was, is, a, that was a great heel move. He is so goddamn good. And when he retires or whenever he gives up the persona, we're gonna hear some just great stuff from him. And when he when he does the whole Mark Galloway thing at the end, and he starts because I bet you guys he like don't Tanahashi, like going out of character though, bro. So I don't know. I know, but no, I think I, I I think guys like Tanahashi come away from that experience feeling like he really respected them. And I know he says he doesn't know all these people, but I oh, know he knows. He, does. he knows all. He knows, dude. and he studies, and he, he, he exactly. Uh, he's watched the videos. He's a fucking mark like us, dude. He's he seen is. the videos. In fact, one of the things I've heard talked about him years ago is he watches like old uh, old school wrestling from the eighties and shit. And he's yeah, extremely him and Tony influenced Bond over that. And I think you know he's even said I've seen him saying on shows like. You think I don't go and watch these things when you tell when I you know these Japanese I watch everything, so he has yeah, said that it's it's the total gimmick that New Japan. But, remember, it's it's his whole gimmick is New Japan's an indie because oh, so, because so yeah, that's so what Okan said about AEW back right. in the day. He said, he said he liked AEW Okan. was a bunch of indie, and he likes Okan because he's yeah. and he stole the. So it really goes full circle there. I mean. Uh, he knows he knows exactly what he's doing, bro. I'm not going to call you know, it 5D chess. He just he's a great heel, and that was the perfect matchup for him. And uh, I think didn't I didn't watch Collision, but did apparently um, Tana wrestled Swerve. I don't know why he had to wrestle a match the night before. Oh, I didn't see Collision this this. But apparently Saturday. he had some type of botch on the ropes, and oh. um, so Swerve had to it. react to it and help out. In some way, I don't know. I, that's all I've heard, but I well, know we there's that. Played into that this match because he kept did. having trouble getting his footing, and the announcers are going, "Oh, these are not uh, New Japan boxing style, right? Uh, They're ca- cables or whatever, right?" Well, the the the, the ring pads, the pads, right? The pads. Something. Well, anyway, yeah. they use that, but you know, Tana still looked okay, and and uh, well, when Tana looks okay, he looks he has a great match, and he looked okay here. He kind of yeah. had some of his greatest hits, but they threw they they mixed it up. Um, let's see my notes here. Um, I said MJF, a good and simple story match. Tanahashi is slow, but he's Tanahashi, and uh, it was as expected. It was a it was a great match. So. And you know what? Like you can complain about where they placed everything. IWGP they still curtain jerk with their own titles, so don't you know. AW definitely didn't put themselves in terms of uh, card placement. Um, they didn't make their title seem important either. So for look, those people complaining so about the IWGP, I, I look, I'm I'm part of the Chris Jericho thing. The first match and the last match are the most important. Well, first yeah, match it is was always a great thing to open, spot. Yeah. Um, and but but this was meant to be more of a. <coughs> it could have started with the 
you know, fast paced four way, but they wanted to start with this. And you know what? Nice pop to start the evening. Um, he's the ace, bro. A MJF versus the ace, a legend in the making versus a legend. Um, what else can you yeah. ask for? Yeah. Um, CM Punk beat Satoshi Kojima. I did not even see this at all. Was it a quick one or what? No, it was actually a surprisingly fun match, actually. So who was who were they booing and who were they cheering for? Oh, they were booing they were booing CM Punk. He did have some of uh No, I heard he was heel, very heelish or healed it up. He was a little heelish and um but it was a, it was a fun match. I mean, you know, uh Kojima got a lot of offense too and it was I don't know, it wasn't it was definitely not a short match. But okay. I don't think it was any longer than 10, 12 minutes. But uh, it was fun. Did he do uh, his Bacchiato, uh catchphrase and all that shit? I think so. And then, you know, he was even uh, CM Punk was doing the, you know, the slaps in the corner and kind of imitating him and stuff. Nice. So it okay. Kind of show that Punk's watched his stuff before. I'm sure Punk knows and respects well, the hell out of him. As I well. wouldn't be surprised if they had wrestled in the past. Kojima was wrestling in MLW in like 2003, brother. Oof. And well, anyway, I wouldn't be surprised if there was some kind of interaction crossover. Um, you know, everyone was thinking Kenta, but I really think that Kenta and CM Punk do not like each other, and they don't want to. I get think the there's something there, dude, because that was a money match, and uh, it's but it's a one. But here's the thing: it's a one-sided feud. CM Punk's never talked about Kenta, and I, I except know, once. The the rumor is is that Punk doesn't want Kenta to shoot on him. <laughs> Kenta would never shoot on him as if he's unprofessional. Come on. No, I, I don't know. It that seems is like weird, something though, because uh, Kenta's a bigger star than Kojima nowadays. and Or Nagata would have been good. I mean, I'm not going to complain because huh. I thought it was fun. Let, let, Nagata's, I, I'm happy Kojima. Nagata's in all Japan right now. Um, but Anytime, no, but Kojima was in Noah or something. I don't know. I love when they give these guys a little moment. Um, but he picked him up and he GTS'd his ass, right? He picked yeah. Kojima up. Eventually, yes. And did it look okay? Did the GTS look okay? A little sloppy, but not bad. Okay, cool. You ever seen um, CM Punk interviewed on where he got the GTS from? No, I just it, it's it like was a Kenta. it's an old WWE interview, and he's like this poor bastard from Japan named Kenta. I stole it from him. He's right, like yeah. I could have named it the Punkarama or the Punkomatic, but I just took the name too. That's funny. Well, there's okay. how it all started. Orange Cassidy versus uh, Shibata versus Zack Sabre Jr. versus Garcia. Awesome four-way. Absolutely great. I love it. One of my favorite matches tonight. One of the better matches tonight. Um, I, and, I, and a story I, between all of them in a way. There's a little bit of a story between all four with, I in really the last... I feel like Orange Cassidy could be a huge star if they just gave him the the keys. I, I have it written here, dude. OC is so good. One of the best. Most dynamic characters in wrestling. And when I say dynamic, I mean, this guy can go from not giving a fuck to doing topes and dives and crazy shit. Back, right back to just like, you know, being lazy. And uh, he, it, he honestly is one of the most underrated wrestlers in the world. He is. He turned me around. I hated him, bro. I hated him. I was like Jim Cornette on his ass. And uh, when he showed that he could go, which he does like every match now, I was like, this guy's awesome. Yeah, no, he, no. He he's he's one of the best so in the company. Better. 
And honestly, I would love to see him for a best of the Super Juniors. Um, I would love shoot. to see him fucking... I don't know if when the timing would be right, but I'd love to see him in main events, dude. And he did. He's done a couple, and he's never disappointed. He ha- he wrestled Kenny for the title. He had that three-way Mimosa with him and Pac, right? He had Mimosa Mayhem. Remember that? Yeah. He's shined in every spot they've given him. He's done he's, everything. Exactly. He, he does not really have bad matches. He's always good. His shit is good. His moves are, are really connect with the crowd, you know? Th- and that's, Everything. that's something is the connection with the crowd. I'd love to see how that would play in Cork and Hall, just out of curiosity. I'd love it. I'd love it. Um, I have awesome, awesome back and forths with everyone. Histories with all of them. Um, we won't get too into it, but recently we've had Shibata and Orange go at it. We've had... Out of the, mutually respect each other, though. <clears throat> yep, we've had Saber and Shibata have a little history, and Garcia mm-hmm. kind of new the new to the mix, but a technical wrestler as well. So, <coughs> I mean, that's where I could oh. see him. Daniel Garcia with any of those guys would be great too. Um, well, and I loved Garcia's. Okay, when you think about this, think about this. You had the wrestler versus the sports entertainer, right? Yeah. Everyone's shouting, "You're a wrestler." And he's going against a guy who's literally called the wrestler. I mean, I was like, if you just think about it, the sports entertainer, and, and he was doing his dancing and shit. It, 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 he's definitely he's learned from uh, Chris Jericho. He's learned how to be a sports entertainer, and he's getting better at it. And and he's got the wrestling down already. We know that. I mean, yeah, and uh, you know, don't forget. I thought this was going to be a good moment. I th- I was a little surprised that Orange retained i thought this was going to be daniel garcia was going to me, kind of sneak me out too, with the title but are you ever surprised it's like orange cassidy winning is almost like okada being champion it's just everything's normal like when okada's <laughs> champion and when orange w- wins like just like oh yeah shit's good you know everything's and okay the, and the carrying the belt in the backpack is like the greatest thing <laughs> yeah it's so different and it's casual and it, I don't know, it just fits his character. So that's what I'm saying is this guy, I know like people didn't like him for the reasons you did with the pockets and all that stuff and the Jim Cornette shit. Because I didn't know he could go like that. I didn't know the guy could have great matches. I thought his whole gimmick was put my hands in my pocket. But what you right. don't know, it's like an anime character, dude, He who has that shy side. But when he goes all out, he goes all out. He gets fully emotional. There's no laziness at all. And I like how he hasn't, even though you do see that side more with the, you know, the serious side, he still doesn't abandon the, you know, the pocket stuff and the sunglasses. No, the, it's all part uh, of it. The he, soft he, kicks. And he, he incorporates it with his, the, there's a lot of synergy between opponents like him and Shibata. Shibata's whole thing is sitting down. So he sits down because he's lazy. Like, it's like everything. He reads the other wrestlers. He knows what they do. Just fucking great, man. Um, I I say, I have here. Thank you, Tony, for this. Uh, why is Zach so good? Of course, Zach doing his crazy technical stuff, uh, which yeah. you know. And eventually, Shibata hit the PK on Garcia, and OC jumps in the mousetrap for the three. One thing I want to say is Shibata. You can tell he's being protected, but he's figuring out how to communicate to his opponents. I guess like, don't fucking hit me in the face. Don't slap me on the side of the head. And as long as they don't do that, he wrestles just like he did before. Yeah, I think he he definitely command not him personally 
ask for it, but he gets the respect he, he deserves and people are fully aware. He probably tells him like, hey, dude, I I fucking busted my head years ago. Like, you can't headbutt me. You can't slap me in the side of the head. You can't. And if, so everyone. They're not telling him it's agents or Tony Khan themselves saying. You, you know, yeah. Yeah. And you if you notice to stay alive. All, all the attacks are on his neck and chest area. So, yeah. And and you can do that, and it can be just as effective. You know, it's like you don't have to do real headbutts. You can do fake headbutts like Kento Miyahara, and they look great. They they might even look better than fake head or than real headbutts real. sometimes. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So we agree this was an awesome match. Yes. Cool. Sonata uh, versus Jungle Boy. Um, I did not think this match was as good. I thought it was good. I thought it was a good match. I thought it was really good, and, you know, I know a lot of people weren't excited with Jungle Boy as the opponent, and I get it, um, but to be honest with you, you know, Sonata as champion isn't the most attractive thing for an international show either, so. Yeah, and, um, and I am just imagined watching this show. I'm guessing that there were a lot of fans who are thinking, uh, but I don't know. I, I, I'm guessing there's a lot of fans watching it being like, who the fuck is Sonata? And why is he champion? Was that the guy that was with Evil? You know, yeah, definitely. Yeah, like, wait, um, who the fuck? Well, because he doesn't even look the same as before. So I bet you there were a lot of confused people. But when you see a dude and he's champion too, it, it is kind of interesting. You're like, oh, wait, why is he champion? Well, what did he do? You know? And I think Tony Khan saw it. Okay, the IWD champion is, WGP champion is Sonata. Um, you know, not the most popular thing in the Western fans. So I might as well take this chance to give one of our younger, quote-unquote, pillars. Let, let me just throw one of them in the match. And that was Jungle Boy. Well, and I and guess let's make an angle also, out of it. Exactly. They used it as an opportunity to advance his storyline. So um, maybe it wasn't... There's a meme on Twitter right now that after all these years, it took Sonata to break Jungle Boy. I mean, let's be honest, like, it, maybe it was a little bit of a disturbance to the IWGP title in terms of card placement, but also, the, it's not like they had Okada with it. It's not like they had Naito with it. It's not like they exactly. had no, Will Ospreay with it. I didn't so. mind. I did not mind the booking, nor did I find yeah. it disrespectful because right. New Japan is on a young boy push right now, and so they want younger guys. You know, we we have no more Nakanishis or these older guys rarely wrestle tens on. You know, they're they're kind of gone it, now, um, and it's all about young guys. So I, I didn't mind the booking so much. Um, I will say this. You don't want crowds chanting for the ref. Like, that's generally not good, in my opinion. Um, yeah. And that kind of says that neither wrestler is over. <laughs> and so, you know, seeing everyone chant for red shoes was, a, like, kind of sad for me. Because you got Sonata and... It Jungle was also Boy. his first match of the night, too. I don't think he was... They saw him come out, and they got a little excited, so... Yeah, and I've seen people chant for Aubrey. Um, but e yeah. even the refs know... Their job is not to pop, pop the audience. Himself. Yeah. Now, Unless you're the guest ref. Um, yeah. I, I'm trying to... I, I had a, a better opponent for Sonata in my head. I like Jungle Boy, though, and I think he's good. But we'll see now if he kind of... Like, you could see that they're playing up the Jack Perry thing a lot more now. Um, well, yeah. Eventually, he'll be Jungle Jack Perry. 
or he'll just be Jack Perry. He'll just be um, Jack Perry. Yeah, he's still shorter, got his lame ass um, Jurassic here. Park logo. Yeah, he's not going to look like uh, what's his name from Jungle Book. Um, Mowgli. I, I, yeah, he's not going to look like Mowgli. He's well, now he's got probably, a heel turn, so it might be a whole change in his persona. Yeah, he might get his hair straightened. They might do something a little different for his presentation. <laughs> that would look goofy as hell. Dude. I would put him right back with. Um, I cut his hair. Luchasaurus and Christian Cage. Oh, that's not a bad idea. That's not a yeah. bad idea at all. And bring in what's the me. little what's the little boy's name again? Uh, Marco Stunt. Marco Stunt. Bring him back in as a heel. I feel bad for him in a way, man. Because you, know, you, you know, I was thinking the other day about old <laughs> AEW and how much worse it was, <laughs> and like not saying anything bad about some of the guys, but like, dude, you had what was that guy that got kicked out of AEW for the sexual stuff? And he was uh, like a hardcore wrestler, Sam. Sam oh, I know who you're talking about in England. He's English, he's right? British, yeah. And um, it's like you had him and Joey Janela, and you had like all these yeah. wrestlers who like uh, ne- didn't pan out in that circumstance. His name slips my head, but yeah, yeah he's like he a was only there UPS for a minute. Driver. And then you had, yeah. yeah. Oh, he's a UPS driver now, or something. I saw that he was doing that. He, was, he had like half his haircut. But he yeah, did a lot exactly. of weird shit. He was yeah. a weird shit kind of guy. Yeah, and he you didn't had that. Near and had... the magnetic personality that Nick Gage does. Yeah, and then John you had like the else. Jurassic Express and the Nightmare. Like it was some of that shit was so bad, dude. It's it's funny how much it's improved and uh, the Raiders. Well, they took are worse, a lot but... of they got they took a lot of popular indie acts. And had to basically sandpaper them down a little bit and reshape them. Yeah. So, and, and some didn't uh, work yeah. out. They tried out Warhorse. He didn't work out. But then oh, they tried they? out. That. They did. Yeah, that when they were doing the TNT Open Challenge. But then they tried Ricky Starks, and boom, he he fit in. They tried. Um, they tried Kingston. Boom, he fit in. But I don't know. It, it's just kind of funny looking back how different it was when we were watching Kenny Omega Sorry. versus fucking oh, what's that dude's name from? I don't remember. Oh, Andrade, I thought, would have been a great match for Sonata. That's what I was thinking. I I was thinking that, too. Andrade versus Sonata would have been awesome. Um, I mean, Adam Page versus Sonata. They've had some bangers back in the day. Yeah. I mean, I understand they put Page in an angle, but... He was in in his his other... Yeah, Andrade wasn't doing... But Andrade also is new to AEW once again. I think he's got to gain that trust back. Yeah. Hey, on a quick side note, did you see anything of, of that first episode of Collision at all? Did you see CM Punk's promo or anything? Yeah, I saw some of it, yeah. It was good. I thought his, his promo was very good. Oh, it was um, okay, I, yeah. I thought the uh, Tell Me If I'm Telling Lies was good, and his little shots that he made at people, let's pray that those were uh, run by Tony Khan first. I mean, to me, it doesn't mean anything unless they're going to have a match or something. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We try to avoid talking about him that much, but if he's just yeah. going to be a wrestler and entertain us, we will talk about hey, him. Hey, that's what, you know, I said from the get-go is someone asked me, like, I would, you know, and I've talked about it on here, like, I just think wrestling needs guys like him. As much as I'm not a huge fan, you're not a huge fan, my uncle's not a huge fan, uh, you know, I, I'm okay with him. I'm kind of... I, I, I understand the appeal, but it doesn't necessarily appeal to me all the time. Um, yeah, I, well, he's but, talking uh, about this being the wrestling business. Hopefully he's learned a little better that it is a he's, business. He's somebody that 
wrestling, the reactions he get are so overwhelming in both both directions that he needs to be a part of it. Well, I mean, he's money, bro. Yeah, exactly. It's it's yeah, and it's Literally. already like doing big things for AW. Even though I don't like the guy, and in a yeah, way, I'd no. rather not see him wrestle. I I, I you ha- I like AEW, and you can't deny like they're already starting to sell tickets for all those collisions yeah. and shit, which. They were at like 200 tickets for one of the shows or something. Hey, we said it. Polarizing is the best way to put it. So Yeah, that's Jan, what you, you look at John Cena and you look at uh, Roman Reigns, both extremely polarizing over the last year. So polarizing Absolutely. nowadays is, is good. You want that yeah. as long as people yeah. care, right? You need people to react. Yeah, exactly. It, it don't matter if they love him or hate him. At least they think about him. The There's worst no is with the wrestler that no one thinks about. There's no indifference with CM Punk. You never talk to someone about CM Punk. They're like, ah, he's okay. It's like, no, I hate him. I oh, love him. Yeah. No matter what he does, he's the greatest. You know what I mean? Like, there's... That's how people feel about this podcast. And we're yeah, cool exactly. with that. At least they're talking about yeah. us. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and fun. fuck you if you don't like us. But uh, so Jack yeah, yeah, Perry uh, got he, Sonata li- lived in his head rent free, I guess. And he got angry. And uh, what did he beat up Doki? I, no, I think I'd, I was maybe. I think I he fucking beat Doki down or some shit. <laughs> like, that's a huge sin in America. You don't beat Doki down. No. Um, but uh, he used it to turn on Hook, which I think where people think oh, no, it was going to be. He turned on Hook. He turned yeah, on Hook. Okay. At the very, at the, walking up the ramp. But did people think that Hook was going to turn on him? Was that the whole thing? N- no. I've been hearing rumors <clears throat> of Jungle Boy turning heel for about a month and a half. Hmm. I, okay. I think the wrestling news people, uh, they, they've been dropping hints. Just you and I don't watch hard enough to notice. Right. But they've been dropping hints ever since the uh, Christian Cage thing, actually, when he uh, he did the concerto to Christian Cage. So Got it. I, I did I, see that. Yeah. So I, I, it was his time. And also there's the whole, you know, the wrestling book thing. If they don't work as a face, make him a heel type of thing. But um, we'll no, see. I think he's, he's he good as a, as a face. face to me, though. Yeah, he does, but um, he, you know, he's got acting in his blood. So he, he, the subtleties I saw with the heel turn, the facial expressions, he, he did a good job with that. Yeah, I guess we're gonna have to do the wait and see approach, but we do know that he is a good wrestler. He's not the best talker in the world, um, but he's an AEW stalwart, and uh, I think we support him for that. And we do, cons- I think you and I both think he's a good wrestler with a bright future. Yeah, so. definitely. Let's see. Uh, uh, dude, and you know what? Go back and watch Takeshita when he was in his early 20s, and then watch him now, and you'll just be you'll see what a whole different person he is, you know? People change radically over, over those years. So Definitely. Um, and he can get bul- bulker, too. Bulkier, too. Uh, which might help him out. So, anyways, and yeah. Standing right next to Sonata, I mean, he's not he's not short. No, the he's short is not a big 10. deal, but he's still yeah. a fucking junior heavy. He's a beanpole, yeah. He's definitely built like Mowgli. Yeah. Um, okay, so that was Sonata versus Jack Perry, and then we had the heel turn. Oh, I really love the Poison Ranas, by the way. I just want to say that. There were two Poison Ranas. They did them to each other, and uh, Jack's Poison Rana, like, made Sonata fly across. Jack uh, used the skull end on Sonata. Yeah. But uh, Sonata finally beat him with the rounding press, the moonsault. Um, a lot of, uh, also a lot of uh, Keiji Mudo stuff because he was trained by Mudo. So, okay. Yeah. Nice uh, little stab uh, with uh, 
Taz did not like the Paradise Lock. Did he do the Paradise Lock? He did, and Taz was oh. like, I'd like to see him. He would never do that to me or something like that. Dude, I missed that part because I remember thinking in my head, thank God he's not still doing the Paradise Lock. He's still. I think it was just a callback because, you know, people there would be like, oh, that's the Paradise Lock guy. That's one of the worst moves in wrestling. <laughs> I think that, um, who's the guy that did that originally? Fucking Milano Collection? Yeah. yeah. I'm just, it's he's like, great announcer, but like one of the saddest parts of his legacy is the Paradise Lock. I can't get out of the lock. My hands are stuck. <laughs> like, what the fuck, bro? <laughs> anyway, there's stupider stuff in wrestling than that. I mean, there's yeah, Michael definitely. Jackson wrestlers, so let's not get too yeah. mad. Um, how was the Michael Jackson wrestler, by the way? Did, was that entertaining for you? <clears throat> he was better of a wrestler than I thought. Because, like, not, <laughs> you know, they, they, but they did. He wrestled Jimmy Lloyd, which is like one of the kind of deathmatch guys. And they had like a clean match. And, like, there was one point oh. where he's getting beat up and he goes under the ring. And all of a sudden the thriller music came out and he comes out with did the. Did he pop out of the ring? He, he came back out, out from under the ring and As he had the, the wolf mask on. Oh, boy. Did and he do the dance? He did. He did everything. And, like, the dude's really good. Like, he's a, he's got the a very good down. Michael Jackson impersonator. And his wrestling moves were very were a lot better than I thought. He just doesn't come out and do the um, moonwalk DDT or whatever. He he had well, a little more to him. If you if you liked him so much, go to Man's Chinese Theater. I'm sure he'll be hanging outside of there asking for money to take a picture. I with think him. he's probably based out of Vegas and does stuff there. <laughs> you think so? Because yeah. you know the dude started as a street performer. Uh, Santana Jackson, I believe, is what he goes by. I'm sure he does. Um, Hangman Adam Page, the Young Bucks, Eddie King. Not, I'm not really a Michael Jackson guy either. So to me, it's like I, I like have, Michael Jackson actually a lot. But um, I mean, besides all the weird stuff, can, but yeah, exactly. Love the music though. You telling me you don't like Michael Jackson's music? That's uh, okay. I mean, you know, it's just one of those things that. Uh, oh, for sure. I'm not going to deny. Have you heard "The Girl Is Mine" with Paul McCartney? I mean. I just, it was just stuff that was, it was so like over exposed to as a kid, like, all right, enough with Michael Jackson. You know, everyone loves Michael Jackson. It was just one of those things, being a contrarian as a See, kid. My memories were like mid nineties when he came out with like the history and, uh, and black and white and stuff. I don't remember him as like in the eighties. So by the nineties, I mean, he was already overexposed. No pun intended, but um, yeah, I know seriously. But yeah, so it was always that would kind of turn me off about it, like the things you'd hear. And okay. no, I mean he's obviously a brilliant performer, probably one of the greatest performers ever. But you know, anyways, I get it. I get it. Well, we are going to be talking about wrestling and Michael Jackson in a month and a half. So I think we just did. So we're I think we, I think we covered the whole thing. Yes. Um, Hangman Adam Page, Young Bucks, Eddie Kingston, Tomohiro Ishii defeat Moxley, Claudio Wheeler, Kanosuke Takeshita, Shota Umino in a non-surprisingly amazing match. Right. Very fun. Um, little crazy at times. Still there not were a couple points where I kind of was like wondering, like, do the wrestlers know what's going on? Uh, the shooter Moxley dynamic is getting a little weird. How so? I mean, I don't know. Is is shooter the killer that Moxley wants him to be? He's out there, doesn't you know what I mean? 
it, it seems like a it turns weird. coming on him eventually. It's a little weird because Shota is a babyface in Japan. Right. Um, right. So now he comes to America. Now he's with Moxley, but he was still wrestling kind of babyface just, and he was wearing bright pink, and everyone else was wearing black. And then the same, yeah, exactly. So the, the, the contrast is so weird. But I could, I, but you know what? Daniel Bryan, people were reacting to him today too. Saying positively because he had final countdown. So I, I think that's a little bit of an issue with the Blackpool Combat Club because people still like them and think they're cool as hell. Yeah, but people love MJF and Roman Reigns too. I mean, yeah, I, I yeah. mean, look, look. Well, yeah, I, but for the most part, they get the negative. They know that they're supposed to boo that guy, you know. Dude, Daniel Bryan, or excuse me, Brian Danielson and Moxley can really are, are too famous to be booed in a way. They, they are, are they're too, um, they're too loved by the crowd, bro. They're too, they're been too in this loved for so by long. the, they're too loved by the hardcore wrestling fans. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, even the casuals will shout, will, will cheer them. Right, but I, I yeah, because they're pretty recognizable from their WWE runs. But and they're so entertaining. They're, they're too respected, and I think MJF and then Roman Reigns are in that space where they they they're starting to overwhelmingly get the respect of the hardcore fans too. So yeah, it's one of those weird things of wrestling nowadays that was different in the eighties, and it it really boggles the minds of a lot of old school wrestler wrestling guys because. Back in the day, the heel, your whole goal was to be hated, right? Like you yeah. had to be like you wanted people wanting to beat your ass after the show. Nowadays, mm -hmm. though, if you're a heel, you can be cheered. It's cool as long as you're a dick to the fans and stuff, you know? Well, I think we also have a we like a good villain in our culture now, right? Whether it's the True. Joker with Heath Ledger, people, you know, worship that role. Thanos. Um yeah, exactly. Even though Thanos is a big jerk, right? People still <laughs> love the character, right? Yeah. Um, and I don't think that was really a thing in the 70s or 80s. You didn't no. have people loving villains. Um, no, they the anti-hero anti stories back then, not very as famous. But right. nowadays, last 15 years, the whole anti-hero thing has become such a meme. I mean, from, from the boys to... Uh, yeah, fucking Breaking mid, Bad. You know, or just, you can go as far back as, like, something like Pulp Fiction or Stone Cold Steve Austin, where you were kind of rooting for bad guys. Yeah, right? that was probably kind of the beginning of it, right? The asshole yeah. who we love. Because, yeah. fucking, we all have that part of us inside of us. So, it, right. it's, it's different nowadays, for sure. Moxley's never gonna get all booed by me or you or anyone. Right, <laughs> I right. Mean, Unless, you know, they could always do some extreme things, but that would kind of fuck Moxley's vibe up because, yeah, we boo him, but and he's a dick, but we still love him. Um, but I however, also I, I think will, people watch these, you know, we're not out there keying MJF's car or whatever. No. no. <clears throat> but we watch from a standpoint of when we're watching a movie and say, God, you know, that guy was, what a great villain. Good job. Like, you're terrific. You know, like, that's how we observe Philip Seymour Hoffman, now. dude. That's like Philip Seymour Hoffman for me. He's such a sure. great asshole. Um, right. You know? Um, yeah, I, it, it definitely is that way. We we understand wrestling. We know. We're smart fans. You know, we, uh, we appreciate the heel tactics nowadays instead of just getting pissed at them. 
Although, you know, I talk to a lot of casuals, or I used to, where I used to work, and those guys, you know, fuck MJF, you know, he's a piece of shit. So, I think, uh, I think some of them are doing the right thing. But I want to say, when we're talking about this heel-face dynamic, I think AEW has an ace up their sleeve, because when we talk about a heel who is hated, and also who is great, I mean, you look at Takeshita and, uh, and Don Callis, right? I mean, Don Callis might be one of the best characters in all of wrestling right well, now. Well, I finally like him. It took me years yeah. to like this oh, guy. I, I always kind of, even from I he was never, doing the Jackal stuff in WWE. I, and I then first Cyrus heard of the, the guy virus, in New always, Japan. I heard first heard of the guy really? in New Japan, and I hated him. Because he was the most annoying announcer. But what is, whatever he's doing him. with Takeshita now is incredible. Yeah. I listened to him on Talk is Jericho. Did you catch that at all? Uh, not recently, but I did. The best episode he ever did was when it was the three of them um, in Winnipeg. Uh, oh, probably, okay. They talked about the whole how they put that match together and everything. and you know. Yeah, well, they just did a show, Takeshita, Callis, and oh. Jericho. Wow, okay, and, that would uh, be worth listening to. It was all character work, don't get me wrong. Right. You know what I mean? But, I mean... It was great. I mean, you're hearing about how Takeshita was a, a track and field star, and that's why he's lanky and long, kind of like Okada. They right, talk, right. They talked about, uh, you know, just he's saying stuff like when Takeshita walks into a room, his dick's already been there for two minutes, socializing, oh, walking boy, around, yeah. figured every so. Uh, pretty great, but he's probably one of the most hated people. And if Takeshita can ride that, he's going to be a great heel. He's already got the wrestling thing kind of down. I mean, and having Don Callis is a great way to, he doesn't have to talk. People hate Don Callis so bad. Shows you how over Kenny is, right? Oh, definitely. Which and is kind of a back, back, you know, result of that. And and Don never worked as a baby face with they, what they were doing. It was just, it didn't feel right. Um, this no. is the way to go for sure. Yeah. All right, it's been an hour, so let's get uh, through this here. Some of that 10 yeah. team notes. Ishii versus... Ishii versus Takeshita, one of the best parts of that match. Oh, for sure. And it, uh, you I know, want to Takeshita, see that so bad. Can we ever get him do any New Japan stuff? I don't think we're going to see him do New Japan stuff uh, because he's very devoted. I mean, look, DAT raised him. Right. I just, so, no, I don't, I don't think we're going to see him do New Japan stuff, but I think when it comes to AEW, who we signed with, I think uh, the sky's the limit. Right. Makes so, sense. Him and Ishii. They just had this, it's like they hated each other. And who knew we would ever see them wrestle? Seemed like he legit knocked them out with one of those forearms, that, too. So, let's see. Eddie and Mox uh, face each other. This was one, another one of these AEW things where the whole, there's so many stories in between a lot of these guys going back G1s of years ago. Um, so, Ishii and Takeshita, amazing sequence. Uh, Eddie and Mox face each other for a huge pop. I, there was an all-out brawl at one point where everyone started fighting. Um, got a huge pop. Claudio and Mox have a great interaction. I took way too many notes on this one. It was exciting. Takeshita kills Ishii, I wrote. So, yes, go. that's what you were talking about, right? Yeah. Ishii and Takeshita seem to hate each other. Ishii and Kingston 90% so far. I don't know what that means. Um... Let's see, gets a tag, Hangman gets the tag, and Hangman did some awesome stuff too. A uh, hot tag, running shooting star onto a draped Takeshita, you remember that one? Yeah. 
into awesome. a uh, yeah Kingston confusedly tries to save Moxley, so there's some story there. Right. Um, they kind of fucked that one up though. But uh, giant swing into drop kick from Yuta. Yuta and Claudio have a great little dynamic too with the big tough guy and the small guy. Um, yeah. Let's see. Yeah, let's, I hope Eddie can survive a G1, man. I think it's going to be I'm awesome, worried, and bro. I can't wait. I'm worried, but dude. I'm a little I'm worried. worried. About him. I'm worried, bro. But, but you know right what? Now, he did good tonight, a, and he was pretty physical. From this point on, he goes in a hyperbolic chamber and just like wor- does nothing but work out. No, he needs well to go in the hyperbaric chamber from Dragon yeah. Ball Z. You know what that there is? There you go. Yeah, where yeah regenerates you. No, you go in for yeah. one minute. And you can train for five years in one minute. Boom. So, well, then you'd be older. Oh, fuck. Um, I have great pay-per-view tag mixing fast-paced, hectic tags with uh, that Japanese strong style and multiple stories going on. Very fun match. And uh, the baby faces pick up. Wait. Wait, who won that one again? Ishii Ishii wins. Yeah, brainbuster brain on Yuta. Yep. Okay. So and that was cool that they gave uh, Ishii the kind of shine there. God, let's talk about Ishii. Like he should be the one that can't walk anymore. Well, Him and Kenny Omega both, which we'll, we will talk about now. Um, Osprey versus Omega. Let's talk about the overall real quick. So this last match they had at Wrestle Kingdom was probably my match of the year. Uh, Kenny Omega dominated Osprey, right? right? Mm-hmm. And just fucked him up during that match, right? It was, it was pretty violent. It was a definitely like an 80-20, 75-25 yeah. affair, but it was, you know, I wouldn't necessarily call it a squash match, but it was like a dominant no. win. No, it wasn't a squash have, there's match. No, there's no such thing as a 42-minute squash match. It, but, but it was um, a, it was a statement. I guess. It was one of the finest pieces of art that you'll yeah. ever see. Yeah, the, tab- the table spot, too, um, mm-hmm. with the table, which, God, I, I, I don't mean to be a Meltzer guy, but I feel, have a feeling if this match was in Japan, it would have even been even better. But uh, This just match me. just had a little bit of, you know, an American twist to it. it def- oh, it definitely did. It definitely did. It had a Western West, and I kind of like that dynamic. Is like they kind of fight to the style where they are. Um, someone on Twitter was saying, "Oh, you know, Seth Rollins. Uh, I, that match was awesome. Seth Rollins and uh, what is it? Finn Balor is that what's going to be there at the Money in the Bank or something? That's the next Seth title Rollins defense, and right? Finn Balor. Yeah, for the for the whatever belt is that. Right. I you know they're the thinking World of some Universal stuff, and I'm thinking to myself. Dude, I, I don't know how to, I didn't, I wanted to reply, but like, I didn't think I could do it eloquently enough, but the basic answer was Seth and Finn are fantastic wrestlers, but WWE does not provide that type of platform for that kind of match to take place. No, they, they, in, in when that stuff does happen, they usually try and make it unhappen. Um, so when you saw, um, when you saw Fergal Devil or, uh, Finn Balor get his head busted open, the match stopped, right? And they had to go clean him up and make sure. Well, that, and it just doesn't play to their their format and their style to have a match like that where the physical contest 
is is the prominent like feature, right? There needs to be more story or someone has to look better than the you know what I mean? Like they're in, they're not going to go on that. It sounds like and, you're describing WWE style, which always yeah. is limiting um in my well, opinion. Unless you're like Brock w- Lesnar and it's like what you know, you know or John Cena. Um but yeah, I mean, when I saw Nakamura first perform in WWE, not NXT, WWE, you can just tell everything is is half half strength. It's so much softer. I wouldn't even and- say half strength, but like the best match, you know, since I started watching WWE again, you know, outside of those NXT things, which are yeah, more NXT like is kind of a side side world because those matches can the- be pretty good. Those matches are great, but the best WWE match that I saw since I started watching again was the triple threat with at Royal Rumble 2015 with John Cena, Seth Rollins, and, and Brock Lesnar. That was a They've match I'd put up. had way better matches since then, but... I yeah. feel like that's the best one I've seen in terms of just, like, flat-out physicality and quality without... You didn't... You know, did you see Gunther versus... Uh, um, Sheamus? Was it Clash at the Castle? Gunther yeah, that was awesome Drew too. McIntyre, that was probably right? their best match. Yeah, Gunther great. Versus, yeah. But it it didn't have it didn't have the um the, the the importance. It wasn't a main event. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no, that that was a great match. That was a gr- great definitely match. a great I, match. I, I don't and probably know if I'd the put best it up match there anymore. But but I'm just saying that it it doesn't allow the platform. That match was great, but didn't have the platform to be that you know high spotlighted match i don't know if that makes sense but the but idea I is don't that understand because that match was really popular and it was on the royal rumble i mean 10 it was great probably twice no. as many people watched that than what we saw yeah. tonight so well yeah i guess there's that that's for sure but um i felt this match was it was great there was a lot of blood there was a lot was of almost blood. like yeah and that's what you know a lot of blood i think both guys felt like they needed to do it um, maybe Kenny wanted to get his back, um, but uh, it's it's AEW. You never know when people are going to bleed, dude. I mean, because they are obviously they're just allowed to do it freely. I guess I don't know. I don't know if Tony is 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 kind of putting reins down on that because you didn't see Moxley bleed tonight, right? No, you didn't see Moxley. So bleed he tonight, he might rare. be saying like only blood in one or two matches. I don't know, but uh, yes, this was a very gory and bloody. Hey, gory and maybe not. I mean, but very bloody. Yes. Right. And it was pretty much like I predicted. I thought maybe Takeshita would be a little more involved. But obviously, I think they're going to do part three at Wembley. I thought Ibushi would be involved. Well, he was going to give the Kamigoye. He did give the Kamigoye. Yeah. And then he so hit him he, with and that the... Was, and that was specifically after Callus told him what to do. Okay. So it was after Ooh. he gave him the screwdriver and he kicked out and gave him, the was telling him something and, and he went to go to give him the Kamigoye. So he's Ooh, like, give him the Kamigoye. catch, bro. Yeah. Okay. So that's where Callus has been so goddamn good with this stuff, mm. right? Because they were saying the whole match, how Kenny, Don Callis knows him better than any human being on earth kind of thing. And then who comes up next? Ibushi. <laughs> An Ibushi move, right? So this is... This is the first time anyone's kicked out of the Rainmaker? No. The Rainmaker. Sh- or excuse me, the uh the One Wing uh, Angel? One Wing Angel. Uh that's been a very productive Cause, move. Because we've say had that. we've had 
Osprey use it on people and then pull their shoulder up. But I don't think anyone's kicked out. And here's another little story thing. Last time that the Kamigoye was used on uh, on uh, Omega, he also kicked out at one. So this is the mm. second time now, right. and it's this, he kicked out at one once again. So I think Ibushi's part of this story. That would be cool. That would be I cool. Mean, he came out and ran GCW, and I haven't heard from him since. I thought he was going to deck, uh, deck fucking um, Don Callis, but look, I don't want to get my hopes up because he could be doing his own thing, but my God, having him run out in, in London would just be like one of the best wrestling moments ever. Oh, yeah, that would be fun, but we'll see. So let's look at these notes here real quick. I mean, we pretty much went down. Osprey How do you and, compare it to the last match? Did you, I mean, I got to take some time to think about yeah, it because this match yeah. was really great. It felt a little longer. I could be wrong, but it was also a lot more back and forth. There was a lot more kind of storyline beats with the Canadian flag and stuff. Um, the, the last Sean Michaels thing. What was the Shawn Michaels thing? I was thinking of Chris well, Jericho. He picked his nose with the Canadian flag. and Oh, I was thinking Chris Jericho when it. he got the Brazilian flag and stomped on it and he got like sent out of the country. No, I well, no. It was the whole Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart callbacks. This The sharpshooter. Is, he put him in a sharpshooter, too. Well, Will did. I, I'm going to figure this out. I thought it was a great fucking match. But yeah. the, the Japanese crowd has this certain specialness to it that the way they kind of grow and they're not chanting for everything, which is fine. You should, you want your crowd chanting for everything. It's just different. I thought it was, that's what made it so good is that they came out and they didn't just second verse same as that. They gave you something different and I can't wait to see what they come up with. And that, that's the the thing too. It was, it was different. It had many callbacks to the last match. Like quite a few. So I, I have written here Osprey and Omega, both uh, with their old music, both of them. So, uh, interesting. We I've heard Osprey say that "Elevated" is his favorite song. You know, so um, yeah. And they play. By the way, they did play Zack Saber. They gave him the wrong music. They gave him that little techno stuff. He used to came come. I out like to that, that song better. But, no, it's cool. It's but, cool, but, but it wasn't his new music. Indie, with indie the rock. punk rock. Yeah. yeah. You you know TMDK has been around since they were in WWE. Did you know that? Well, I know. I don't know if they were labeled as that. They, were they? They the were TM called 6-1? like TM or the Mighty. They were TM61 or something like TM61, that. TM61, Shane Haste, like right? That. Yeah. Yeah. So I looked up TMDK and they're like, this group's been around for many years. I, I didn't realize that. Uh, I remember them in NXT, but the, to me, they were nothing special. They, they just, weren't. They were called they TM61 were and the Mighty. And yeah, they were. It was Nick Miller and Shane. Yeah, I don't know. There was a lot of them. But yeah, the, the stable's been around for a long time, I guess. Uh, in 2016, they were with WWE, NXT, TMDK until 2019. Yeah, so there's some history there with TMDK, just uh, FYI. But they didn't really restart until 2022 with Kosei Fujita, Zack Sabre, you know, Robbie Eagles, Bad Dude Tito, and the others. Yeah. And Jonah, who's not in TMDK anymore. Yeah, he's like a slate old member now. No, Jonah's um, in uh, WWE. Yeah. What did you call but, him? Suedo, like pretend, you know, like he's, he's, like he'll he'll go online and like uh, still comment on their stuff, you know. What does Suedo mean? Like pretend, 
But is that an English word? It's like it means yeah, suedo. P s e u d o. Oh, is that pseudo? Like, Why would you say suedo? Yeah, su- I don't know. <laughs> is that how you pseudo. said it your whole life? I guess maybe. Okay. I'm, I'm not mad at you. I just know people. Some people. This one guy said opinion. It's my opinion. Yeah. And I was like, what? It's your what? Anyways, yeah, pseudo. Okay, yeah, I got gotcha. you. Um, more notes here. Osprey violently slams Kenny's head into the table. That's where Omega started bleeding. Yeah. Did not like the uh, American table, by the way. I prefer the Japanese table where you can actually smash someone's head through it. Um, uh, it was that good. was well. He used the 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 not the, the table the cover, itself. The cover. The cover. Yeah. And you'll notice yeah. in AEW they do not like to just throw monitors off the table and slam people onto them. That's they don't do that. So. No, they don't. They probably don't they have the money the monitors. To, yeah. yeah. And Osprey, WWE uses the shitty ones. They might have LCD monitors. They do have... AEW. They do have... Yeah, who knows now what they use. Um, Osprey going to have some legal issues as he took out the Canadian flag, wiped his ass with it, and his crotch, his and used his nose with it. So Total Shawn Michaels uh, reference there. Shawn Michaels reference. I thought it was Jericho, but... Uh, do you know the Jericho thing I'm talking about? Yeah, but this okay. was like just Chris Jer- I mean, line for line, pretty much. Yeah, the picking the nose and he did, he did everything but hump it. That was the one thing oh, that Shawn Michaels yeah. did with it. 2023, brother. <laughs> 1997 versus 2023. Yeah, I don't think Osprey wants to. He don't even call himself the sex pig anymore. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's it. That that match. Was said incredible. this match has become a blood feud. Osprey bleeding like crazy. Osprey. Now they they did do some kind of MMA stuff too. Did you notice that they were doing a lot of rolling uh, around, hitting each other, cross arm breaker yeah. type of moves? Um, Osprey and the power tiger driver. Oh yeah, uh, Osprey power bombs Omega. Osprey uses the sharpshooter. Uh, yep. Lots of Canadian patriotism. Um, uses Bret Hart. He uses the crossface Crispin Wall move, which the crowd uh, chants, "You sick fuck." <laughs> The back half of the match uh, is a little sloppy technical stuff, but in a good way. You can tell they were purposely being kind of rolling with blood. Exactly. Um, So much stuff happening. V triggers, power bomb, big moves back and forth. Don Callis comes back. Interference with the screwdriver to end the match, but it does not work. Osprey kicks out of the one winning angel in one. Never been done. Maybe it has. Why is Don Callis still here? That was a little bit weird, too. Why did Don Callis get back into the match, and why was that okay? Um, Kevin Kelly did a really good job of explaining that, though. He said... In Japan? Yeah, you they do it at referee's discretion. They don't want the... Because the title can be exchanged with the disqualification with New Japan rules. Yeah. So they said that it's really hard to get disqualified. So they cleaned it up pretty nice. Ugh. But that's where we got kind of that Western... Yeah. That was a little you dumb. Added, you added a little extra, you know, a barbecue sauce to the match, right? That Something American, something North American twist, which was that kind of thing. Little so, JR's barbecue sauce? Little JR, yeah. No JR tonight, which is probably for the better for everyone. I think he's sick, dude. I thought he hit his face. He had a fall or whatever. Yeah. But he, yeah, yeah. Look, JR's lucky, bro. He gets to have a working retirement, you know? Yeah. So better than most of us our retirement will be 40 hours a week bro so oh yeah, well, yeah exactly um t- 
Tiger Driver 91. This was incredibly violent. Um, one of the most violent moves I've seen since Ibushi Naito. I can't believe they did this move. Uh, I don't know if it was planned, but he spiked him. This was old school, all Japan. Masawa, yeah. Spiked him directly on his head. I mean, just imagine ah. a power bomb, but instead of rotating to the back, you just rotate him a quarter and then throw them downwards. And Kenny, I mean, right? He landed directly on his fucking crown. I don't know if there is a safe way to take that. I don't know. I it mean, did not look safe, dude. I mean, it was brutal. <laughs> There's was a brutal. reason no one does that move anymore, brother. So I don't know I don't how think, he, he, yeah. I, I don't know. You know, sometimes, like when we seen Kingston versus uh, uh, Chris Jericho, they had that, like, suplex at the beginning right on his head. So right. you can, I mean, they do plan this shit out, but I know Meltzer said these guys will do anything to entertain. And uh, what can we say? He looks fine, right? If we has, if he has a neck injury tomorrow, we'll know what happened. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it every day. That's for sure. No. Osprey kicks out a one winning angel. Uh, okay. Um, nope. Sorry. Omega kicks out the one winning angel. Yeah. Tiger driver. Nine one kills Omega on his head. Stormbreaker does it. Five star. Great match. Absolutely. My only sadness was the Ibushi, uh, no Ibushi. And then finally, um, we have the main event, which I thought was another really good match. It was out. It was great. With a it little was, bit of a surprise yeah. ending that actually I upset me. Stunned the crowd. Absolutely yeah, stunning. I don't know how Brian won. Um, I mean, he's older. This has got to yeah, be a rematch, I mean, right? I see it going to the Tokyo Dome. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't see it. I see other this way being a championship it. match next, man, uh, with uh, Okada. Or, or you know, I don't know, man. But you know what? In a, uh, I would book it this way: it would be Okada doesn't win the G one, but he you give him something to do, and you get Daniel Bryan that you know AEW title somehow. And at January fifth, it's do we want Sonata headlining to. Tokyo Dome, brother? No. And and it's sad for us to say that because we like Sonata, but I mean, I mean, I we but we like all wrestlers, right? We've said this generally. Yeah. Oh, sure. We like all wrestlers unless you're stealing protein powder and shit. But um, <laughs> I mean, so it's it's or, it's tough. Or you do some dumb sexual yeah, stuff that gets you exactly. banned from um, being talked about. I don't think Sonata is going to make it to the January to the 5th with the Dome, 4th with the, with it. Um, he's going to probably lose it after the G1. He's much better. Hey, dude, it's much better than Evil, though, right? Can we at least Oh, that? oh, oh. <laughs> like, yeah. That but at least when, when Evil had it, you're like, I can't wait for Naito to take that title off him. And Where in 2020, time, you're not even in that the excited. summer... We, we had this moment where, like, Naito won at the baseball stadium. That was a really cool moment. So, yeah, it, at least right there was that that came out of it. But right now, I don't really know who I want to take the title off him. There's no one really handpicked to do it. Maybe it is Naito. Yeah, there's there's guys that we know could do it, but are there surprises? I'd, have, I'd want to look to see. Or? It's going to be somebody in his block. 
But he's in a block with all the younger. You wrestlers, think he's going to he? lose, and then someone's going to take the belt from him at, on that challenge at King of Pro Wrestling or whatever? Yeah. And all his competitors are the young boys, or they're not young boys. They're but yeah, right. It's like it's like Shota and uh, Ray. <coughs> uh, and let me see real quick. Oh, that's 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 insane. Shota and Narita. Um, Chase Owens will do it. Chase Yoda Owens. Suji. Yeah, Yoda oh, Suji. Man. That's it. That there you go, dude. He could do it, right? Or if he gets to the semifinals and he loses to somebody, like he gets Sonata gets to the semifinals and loses to I don't know, he could lose to Osprey or Naito or somebody that gets through there. You know, I heard a lot of people saying Suji could have won that match. He against Sonata, and that like they were ready for him to win. Well, I would honestly, I'd ha- uh, I'd have Naito win the G one, and have him and uh, Suji go to Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, not or a bad the other idea. way around. Not a bad or idea. Or the other way around. So, but that's the fun about New Japan right now mm-hmm. is it is unpredictable, and that's the fun of any wrestling. Uh, any wrestling thing is when we can be entertained and we have no fucking clue what's going to happen. The best matches I've ever seen are that way. Just like tonight, I had no clue who would win, and I was wrong on the Danielson thing. I, I thought, thought Okada would the majority, win. And I don't think people were necessarily upset and he tapped out. that Daniel Bryan won, but they were all surprised because. Well, when I tapped Bryan, out, though, bro. Yeah, he was about to break his, you know. It was a very Zack Sabre Jr. style win. It was. And, you know, maybe, too, we have, you know, uh, we have Brian showing his technical side, you know, again. And him being, you know, we weren't watching him when he was the best technical wrestler in the world year after year. Um, But in a way, like from a character standpoint, I think Brian Danielson's character needed this win more because he's always talked about as the greatest wrestler in the world but he always loses like he lost you're, to you're right you're right he lost to kenny omega so it makes sense from this standpoint. he's lost a lot of matches and okada is kind of in this kind of he's in a little bit of a floater situation right now he's not champion right? so he he's can, not champion. he can lose yes and he can be built up he could be built he he's a you know very good he can be built up at any time yeah, and we're only a few years away of Okada being the guy that can lose any match and it doesn't matter. But he's still at that age where it is it, it is a sensitive topic to, to have him lose. But, but he's in a pocket right now where it's a, he could lose a match or two. He is right now, yes. I, yeah. I agree with that. And the tap out, man. Um, yeah, like I said, you don't really see <laughs> Okada tap out that often. I was shocked by it. And... Um, yeah, we'll see, I, man. There's there's more to come. Yeah, let's run it back for the dome and have the AEW title on the line. Yeah, just just like in the last match with Kenny Omega and Osprey, where you knew they were holding stuff back. This match, they m- went more all out. I th- I feel the much same thing about um, Brian versus Okada. It's like there was something being held back there. They, what they was didn't... the time on this match? Oh, I don't know. But we didn't see the spinning tombstone, right? Or the fucking spinning rainmaker, or no, any they, of we his, didn't, yeah, any of his, because the rainmaker don't work anymore. He's got to do like the fucking spinning tombstone into a double, triple. We didn't have loop. a clean label lock. Yeah, 
So, what was the highlight of your night, bro? The highlight I'm gonna say of my Omega, night. I'm going to say Omega Osprey. Yeah, it's got to be Omega Osprey. Yeah. Um, no, but you know what? I'm going to say Brian Danielson coming out to Final Countdown. I thought it was really cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I don't know if we've talked about this. We could do an episode on this, but wrestling music is is not that good anymore. I'm just going to say it. Okay. Um, Jim, Jim Johnston leaves a huge, huge hole in the industry. And at this point, it's better probably just to buy tracks from pro musicians. But here you go. Um, 39.45 for the Osprey Omega match and 27.40 for the Danielson Okada yeah. match. Makes sense. 40 minutes. The first Okada um, Omega was 46 minutes. So, I mean, they got their shit in in 40 minutes. And the, the other match, you know, it ended a little early because of that tap out. And we didn't get to see Okada's full potential. So, Let's wait on it, and uh, hopefully you and I, brother, will be talking about this uh, in January, and we'll be having the same conversation. Absolutely. That'll be fun. Yeah. Anything else you want to say, Justin? I think that's it, sir. I'm, I'm about ready to get out of here. You've been playing any video games lately? Are, are you are you going to buy Fight Forever, or are you going to wait and see? What what are we doing? Because I'm doing hearing you enough good stuff to where I think I'm going to buy it. Hey, I just what are you going to buy just... it on? probably ps5 but there's still something that makes me want to buy it for the switch well let's see if it has crossplay and shit if it doesn't it don't matter what system you oh the crossplay, right but yeah I'll if it has crossplay from pc or whatever because i've got an xbox and a pc so if there's crossplay from pc we'll buy we'll both buy it i started over on like a dragon i'm playing it for ps5 and i'm about 18 hours in why'd you start over you forgot everything no, the the file didn't transfer the PS4 to the PS5. Oh. That's one of the few games where the save doesn't go to PS5. As someone who's beat that game, I'll tell you it's a very very long game. So, but you may I never discovered beat it. I discovered a bunch of stuff that I didn't get on the first play rounds because I was oh, about yeah. twenty one hours in. Oh, so, you gotta check out all the side areas. That's where well, all I your did the base, the batting are. cage. The batting, batting cage, batting cage, golf area, I mean, um, a Mario Kart. I didn't even Kart. know about. The, yeah. Oh yeah, there's a Mario Kart it. mini game. There's all the arcade games. I, dude, I spent eight hours playing the uh, the UFO catcher, and there is one little doll I cannot fucking get. It's from <laughs> Super Monkey Ball. It's the little boy, and like okay. I cannot get him, dude. I try, I, like I tried it. I, I looked up guides online. Nothing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like wow. So if you get uh, on on from the Super Monkey Ball, uh, you tell me. I'll be very shocked. So, but. Yeah, I'm just back to the point where, um, what do you call it? Uh, you uh, escape the chains, and you're getting out of the uh, you know the sewers. Oh yeah, yeah, yep, yep. That's where I'm at. So I'm about 18 hours deep again. Dude, I got to the point where I did a battle tower, and there's fucking Roombas you have to fight. So, just wait. <laughs> it's 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 uh. This is a great game. I love it. It's it's one of my favorite games of all time, and there's just so much stuff. But uh, there's, there's sometimes so you're like, okay, I'm in this um sewer. Okay, enough of this. I'm, this is enough of the sewer. You know. Yeah, the nice thing about the game though is that your enemies don't level up with you. So if if you get super high level, like you can kick everyone's ass. And the, the thing that sucks, though, I'll tell you this, is money. So you're going to have to either start a business 
with the fucking rice crackers or you're going to have to gamble. And if you gamble, you're going to have to save your game. And if you lose, reload your... Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. You and, and strategically save, yeah. So I had to play um, poker. Like, I played it for hours and hours and just saved, you know what I mean, until I had like 10 million. But uh, mm. if you start the company, the cracker, Senbei company, you can yeah. get millions for that. So that's going to come later. But the other thing I want to well, say I have is, it with the chicken employee and all that. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. You work on that and you can only like do it every so once in a while. You know what I mean? But I hate like I have to find, remember where that place is and shit and go. No, nah, because there's a taxi that goes straight there. Oh, take the taxis. Okay. Yeah. So right. if you get the taxi, it'll, it, there's a taxi that goes right outside it. The other thing is... Uh, Everyone's saying that this Final Fantasy uh, 17, Final Fantasy 16 demo is one of the best demos ever made for play- PlayStation 5. And it's I not hear turn-based. Kenny talking about it, speaking of that. It's not turn-based. It's a full action game now. Really? That's interesting. Yeah, hmm. they said it's it's like Devil May Cry mixed with Final Fantasy. So. Okay. Yeah. Well, there's our video game talk, guys. Yeah. Justin, you have a wonderful night. I'm going to go practice some more kanji. And, uh, okay, good for you, man. I'm practicing again. And then I'm going to play good. some Street Fighter 6 and uh, get over my online anxiety. So, okay. you, get my over. brother, have a great night. Have a great week. I hope the boys are doing great. I hope the wife is doing great. They're I got, doing just fine. I got all sorts of drama, but we're not going to talk about that on the air. No. So. Is everyone okay? Have a great night. Have a great night, brother. We will see y'all later. Leave us in suspense. Good night, everybody.